0: Hi, I'm Dr. Poppy Moon. I'm an author, an illustrator, and an awesome professor of counseling at the University of West Alabama. Join me and my Weenie Dog Snoot as I give tips, techniques, and insight into the world of school counseling. Hi, I'm Dr. Poppy Moon, and welcome to the podcast. Today we're going to be talking about dealing with small groups students constitutes a small group? That's a really good question. Uh, I recommend that your small groups be maybe four to six people. I think that as they start getting bigger than that, then it starts to become more of a problem to do kind of discipline and stuff like that. I have some books. I don't know if you guys know, but here's one. This is Operation Breaking the Boy Code, and it's an eight-week, um, it's an eight-week small group for our kids. I have a girl code one, too. But this book, I only ask that you have four to six boys, or because it's like, you know, that is a that's a good number. I also like it because when you're when you're doing small groups, uh, don't ever let anybody say to you when you start to do small groups, you have to take these kids. Like these are the kids whose parents are divorced, so I want you to see them all in a divorce group because um, small groups are. Special. the counselor your responsibility is to figure out who you think the best group when the best group members would be who would be the, the best fit together because sometimes say you have a bully and you have um, a victim and both of their parents are divorced or alcohol whatever so they're in the group together well The bully is going to continue to bully the victim in this group, no matter what you do. It's going to just be constant. You know, you look around, you do something else, it's all over again, all over again, and it's very, very annoying. So when you put together a group, always consider who's going in that group. You would only put kids in a group that were very close to their own age range. So you could have a group of 4th and 5th graders. You could have a group of 3rd and 4th graders, just 4th or 5th by themselves, however, you know, but I would never put a kindergartner in with a third grade group. Or you wouldn't put a second grader in with a third grade group. Because the learning curve... <laughs> it sounds like it's raining here. There's a monster on my ceiling. I wonder what it is. Probably my cat. Um, anyway, because you want this to be a... You want it to be a place where they all feel that they can come together and that they can be friends. And at the very beginning of these books, I have kind of like a a script that you can use you don't memorize the script but you it helps you read it and it helps you explain to the kids what the expectations of the group are and how you're working together to help each other that this isn't you know a competition or anything that you can spit you can be in this group and another thing that you want to really press with small groups is confidentiality and you know that every kid is not going to be confidential but you want to really kind of impress upon the fact that hey you're in this special place with other kids who are having similar issues similar stresses and this is a space a safe space for you guys to come and and for you guys to be together and for you guys to work on stuff and i always want it to feel good for you guys and i always want to feel like i have things planned that are exciting and that that are helpful social skills that you can take back with you so um so i guess that kind of answers in a roundabout way i think that groups should be between six and eight and i think that I think that you also need to have a plan when you're going into small groups. Don't don't say, "Oh, okay, I'm meeting with uh, the the kids who's." I have to think of what the problem with the kids are because we always choose like divorce or alcoholism as if that's the only problems that children have. Um, let me think. Okay, say that you were doing a uh, a group on. See now now I'm stuck. This I'm just gonna go say I'm gonna go with divorce again just because. Or dying. That's that's another one. Someone's died. Uh, So you go into these group sessions with a knowledge of how long you'll be doing it and what kind of activities you guys will be doing inside the group. So say that you have your group of four to six kids. You decide, okay, I'm going to see them once a week for four weeks. Or I'm going to see them twice a week for the next two weeks. Or, you know, however you're going to do it. But you want to have a time where there's actually going to become a termination of it. So it doesn't become this thing that drags on. You know, you're always seeing these kids all year and it's just going on forever. Because you want to get things done because you want to be efficient. And so that's that's part one. Then, whenever you go into the groups to do group work, you want to have your lessons set. You want to have all your stuff together. You want to have any... Um, Additional materials that you need You want to have everything ready to go So when those kids come in, you're not scrambling around You know, getting it together Oh, wait a minute guys, wait a minute Because you want them, when they come into that group setting To feel like you are putting your time aside for the group That this is very important And that that you've really put some care and some planning in it And that's going to mean something to the kid as well Because they're going to say, hey, I felt important Because, you know, the counselor did this for me Or, you know, thought about me when I was doing that so always have a plan in your small group starting at the beginning before you even before you even start doing the group lessons have how long it's going to be exactly what you're going to do in each lesson and what your ultimate goal is from that group